Welcome back to your favorite podcast, Holistisch. This is the podcast where we speak only in German and talk about baguettes and stroopwafel. <laughs> Just kidding. All right, JK. This is Holistisch, where we, Sierra and Jenna, talk about things that might interest you as a 20-somethings white girl in America. Yes. With a healthy <laughs> dose of skepticism. Ooh, yes. I'm Sierra. <laughs> I'm Jenna. And this is Holistish. We have a yes. very special episode for you all today. Y'all, let me not deny my southern roots. <laughs> Today, we're going to talk about essential oil. Yes. So this is a topic that has been suggested to us for a little bit now, but we just didn't really know how to broach the topic. So we thought this would be a perfect opportunity to talk about it with somewhat of an essential oil expert. So today we are going to be interviewing Michelle Finn. She is the owner of Jubilee of Wellness, which is an online, I guess, store blog where she sells CBD and essential oils that are all kind of procured by her. Yeah, so she's agreed to talk to us and kind of educate us about essential oils. We're kind of going to talk about this podcast in terms of uh kind of like essential oils for beginners so this is just some basics about essential oils some information if you're new to essential oils and where you can buy them and all of that so a little bit about michelle she is the mother of three a wife of 18 years and she was a caregiver of her mother and she is obviously a business owner and she is also a community volunteer so the purpose of her website and store is to teach us, the lay people, I guess, about the use of essential oils and CBD in your everyday life. When she was a caregiver for her mother who had been uh, diagnosed with leukemia, that is kind of where she started learning about CBD and essential oils. And through kind of that whole caregiving process um, and learning more about alternative medicine, she decided to start her own line, which is, again, as we just said, Jubilee, to provide quality and education for everyone on their healing journey. So basically, we are going to talk to her about essential oils today. Woo! Hope you enjoy. Hi, Michelle. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. First, I want to say thanks so much for having me on. Your show totally entertains me. I love it. And it's all the things <laughs> oh that, you know, really just get me going because you never know what's out there and if it works. So this is really perfect for that industry. I, I really love it. My name is Michelle Finn and I own Jubilee of Wellness and I launched my business about a year and a half ago. And um, I started with essential oils about five years ago when I was using um, an MLM. Honestly, well, I was using doTERRA because that's all I knew. And I, from the first time someone handed me a bottle, I just totally fell in love with it. I was like, that is amazing. And I've always been a little bit of a backyard herbalist and, you know, made my own concoctions. And, you know, my husband would come home and be like, what is that in the pan? I'm like, oh, it's sassafras. And he's like, okay, where'd you get that? You know, <laughs> so... Um, so, you know, I started out just just doing simple things like making sugar scrubs, making homemade salves. Like I was making Christmas gifts is how I got started. Well, then my okay. mom was um, diagnosed with leukemia about, a, about maybe a, a year into my essential oil life. And um, so it got a little more serious. And I knew that um, I knew essential oils could really help. 
um, she, you know, she did all the regular treatments. I wasn't like, here's some lavender, you know, it's going to save your everything, you know, like I, it wasn't like that. Um, she did all the regular treatments, but I was able to, um, make it more gentle for her and like ease some of her symptoms, um, make her like I would, I would put lavender on her pillow to help her relax or, or put, you know, spray peppermint or orange in the room to kind of wake her up, you know, and get things moving when she needed to, uh, to get up and move around and, so I just kind of used it to ease her healing while she was going through so many serious treatments. And it really, it made such a huge difference. And I mean, there were times when she was so depressed, she couldn't get out of bed and, you know, I could put some essential oils on her pillow or spray them around her room and she would just brighten up. She's like, oh, you know, just kind of remind her there's, there's an orange tree growing somewhere, you know, it's not just this hospital room. So I just kept up with that. And I kind of started following the scientific community of essential oils, and I found I found a registered and licensed aromatherapist to work with instead of um, an MLM. Which uh, MLM, multi-level marketing, you know, I mean, there's they they certainly have their place. It's how I got introduced, but it's it's kind of like the Walmart or the Target of essential oils. You know, like when it comes to education, they're not there to tailor to your needs. They are there to just get it out there you know, get it to the masses and give Mm -hmm. a really general um, education. So yeah, along this oil journey, once I found the aromatherapist community, like I was like, oh my gosh, you people know so much. This is amazing. And, uh, you know, being the situation I had with my mom, um, they were all very eager to help me, you know, just ease her symptoms and help her through. So I started taking an online course. Um, I'm studying to be a registered aromatherapist and super excited about that. I, I, I wish I could put more time into it. Like that's what I want to do all day long, but mm-hmm. I'm a mom and you know, I've got to work. And so <laughs> but yeah. I love geeking out about oils. So, um, so yeah, that is how I got started. And I, you know, my mom is still here. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's been wonderful. She still loves her oils and, um, I, I still make gifts, but now it gets a little more technical and now I have my own line of essential oils. So Can you help us sort of demystify essential oils? I know that Sierra and I have been a little bit wary to talk about them. Should we be concerned about how to use them? People should be concerned, you know, about using oils when they don't know how or, you know, what are the safe ways to use them and what's not. And, you know, with with elderly or children or, you know, um, frail people, like you can't just go sprinkling peppermint oil on people, you know, it's, it's really, um, you really do want to approach it, um, with, with caution. I mean, you know, you don't, you don't have to live in fear of course, but just, just the most basic education can go a long way when it comes to using essential oils. So what are essential oils exactly? How do you come about them? How are they made? Can you tell us a little bit about all that stuff? Um, well, it depends a lot on the plant, like say rose essential oil, you know, is, is going to be distilled differently possibly than, you know, than frankincense. So frankincense is a resin. So you have to actually like tap the tree and collect the resin that is made into an oil, whether it's, um, whether it's steam distilled or, um, cold pressed, you know, there's different ways of getting the oils. Those are usually done, they're often processed like you know, if you're getting it from a smaller, um, like a, almost like a uh, artisan, you know, um, <clears throat> essential oil distiller, like they will have like, you know, lavender fields and then they will have a huge um, distillation process on that farm. And that's where they will make that oil. You know, probably maybe five different ways. Um, so the cold pressing, the, the resin tapping, um, you can use a solvent. 
to, to get the oils out, but steam distillation is the, the number one way. It's the most commonly used. And tell us more about the steam distillation process. Is that more of like a small scale thing or can it be done on like a mass level? It's more of a mass production. Um, now, if you just want to, if like you live on this small farm where you want to grow all your thyme and make your own thyme oil, I mean, if, if you want to dedicate your life to that, you can, but it would be a huge undertaking. You know, I mean, if you only want to process like lavender or you only want to process thyme, like, you know, you can do it. You can buy a, a, a distiller and learn how to do it at home. You certainly have to study up, you know, on the right temperatures, the right techniques. It's a pretty involved process for someone that's new. So do you have any idea about why it seems like essential oils have become so popular in the last five years? Yeah, um, well, I, I think the U.S. in general is a bit overwhelmed with all of the um, pharmaceuticals coming out. You know, I mean, that just there's just so many um, medications going on. And I think with the um, overuse of antibiotics and the overuse of prescriptions, I mean, both of those things have their place. If I have strep throat or, you know, one of my children has strep throat, yeah. we're getting an antibiotic. You know, if, if they have a head cold, we're not going to the doctor. We're not going to the Walgreens. We're going to stay home. We're going to use a little essential oils. We're going to use some peppermint tea with honey, and we're going to get through it just fine, you know? So I think it's really just backing off of the overuse of medications that helped kind of start it. And then I also believe that, well, I know that the MLMs, when doTERRA mm-hmm. um, and Young Living uh, came out and started introducing essential oils to the masses, I mean, people love their essential oils, and I think for a good reason. You know, they, they really can do a lot of good, um, but mm-hmm. they can also be overused and, you know, somewhat abused. So yeah. um, so I think it's for a good reason, but I really think that the, the MLM industry uh, found, like, its perfect storm of, you know, people getting tired of being over-medicated and wanting to do more for themselves, and I think that's how it came about. So do you know exactly when the term essential oil started to become popular or like when that became a term that we used a lot? Can you talk a little bit about that? I do know that the, um, you know, one one of my favorite uh, aromatherapists, um, Scylla Shepard and and her daughter Nyssa, they are (laughs) amazing. And Scylla has been studying since the 80s, um, you know, and so and she's she's honestly like to me the queen of aromatherapy. Like I, I just... When she speaks, I'm like, whatever you say, still, like, only because she's really that knowledgeable and she's down to earth and, you know, that's a mentor. Like, you know, I study from her online. She uh, They have an online course you can take to become a registered aromatherapist. And that is certainly the course I would recommend um, if somebody wanted to look into uh, becoming a registered aromatherapist. So are essential oils safe for, say, pets, cats and dogs? I know that there's been a lot of talk about that, and that's definitely something that I've been wondering about. Can you speak a little bit on that? Um, a little bit. It's, it's not as much my specialty, but I do know tea tree is like the main one. You know, you mm-hmm. don't, but who diffuses tea tree anyway, you know, <laughs> for the most part? You know, I'm yeah. sure like if there's an infection in the house, like, you know, if I knew my kids have strep throat, I might put, I, tea tree wouldn't be my go-to for the diffuser. I would use more of um, what I call my blend called Herbal Guardian, which is um, like cloves and cinnamon and um, that kind of thing. Um, but tea tree is the number one um, essential oil to use highly diluted on, on young or elderly people and to keep away from pets. 
Do you have any pets? Um, I did. My I lost my big guy last year, uh, but it's I can talk about it now. <laughs> he was he was with us for eleven years, and he was fabulous. And he was a seventy pound lab, and Aww. nothing bothered him. I diffused everything in my house all the time, except tea tree because I'm not crazy about the smell anyway. <laughs> and it never bothered him. And the only time I ever put um, any essential oil on him is I would sometimes make a spray for um, like a bug spray, a tick spray and I would dilute it with uh, witch hazel and distilled water and I would spray his coat with with that and it never bothered him he was always fine if you have a cat who is putting their face in your diffuser you know I would say turn it off and maybe that cat's (laughs) maybe you shouldn't use it around that cat but if your pets are just walking around the house and you have diffuser it's not going to like attack them or anything They'll, they'll be fine I guess our follow-up question to that is, do you think there's anyone that should not use essential oils? Yes. Um, certainly do not put essential oils on babies. You know, um, I, I have new moms reach out to me, and they're like, oh, you know, my, my baby's a month old, and somebody came over with a cold. What oils can I, you know, put on their feet? And I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, you just don't want to put them on babies. Um, you always want to dilute oils no matter who you are, like, um, like that's one thing about the MLMs. There's some really bad science that comes from those places, and they know, you know, high up, they know better, but they don't care. They want you to put as much on as you can, use it as fast as you can, so you can go back and buy more oils. Mm-hmm. Um, so they mm-hmm. they call that applying neat, and um, you can actually develop an allergy to your favorite oil by putting it directly on your skin. Oh wow! Yeah. So always use a carrier oil. Um, I use MCT coconut oil. Um, or jojoba oil, seed oil, like all of those things can be used as a carrier oil. And, um, you know, if someone's really frail, I would just use a really, um, really diluted blend. Uh, like when you buy a 15 ml, you know, like a, a one ounce bottle of essential oils, or sorry, half ounce bottle of essential oils, um, they are, they're usually straight oil, if, if they are a true oil, like, uh, like my 15 ml okay. is a true clean, clean oil. There's no dilution in it. But when mm-hmm. you buy a roller bottle, those are usually pre-diluted um, with usually it's coconut oil. So those can be applied to this. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's good to know. There's obviously a difference and yeah. Yes, but, but that honestly, that's it. You know, if you're pregnant, you want to maybe um, check with a licensed aromatherapist or registered aromatherapist and see if there's anything that they recommend you um, stay away from. But I've, I've not, mm-hmm. I've never, I've not in any of my years of using oils or all, you know, all the studying that I've done, never have I seen anyone say, oh, I put lavender on and it put me in the hospital or, you know, anything like that. It's, it's I just definitely dilute, dilute, dilute. So there are a lot of ways to use essential oils, and I think we were going to talk about some right now. I'm very excited to hear all about it. I love to diffuse. Um, I start my diffuser every morning when I wake up. You know, I I, I get up, I pour my glass of water, I start my coffee (laughs) pot, and I walk over to my diffuser and decide what I'm going to put in that day. Are there any diffusers that you recommend? Um, I just recently finally added a line of diffusers to my website, and it seriously okay. took me a year to find a company that I wanted to work with because I would call them okay. and say, hey, I want to buy your diffusers. You know, I want to use them for my company. Um, what's your warranty? Like, can you give me some information? And they would send me pricing, but they wouldn't send me warranty information. 
And I'm like, um, no. Okay. <laughs> so I finally <laughs> added a line um, to my to my website and back to me immediately. You know, when I email them, they email, they email only back that day. So, um, so I trust their customer service. I trust their warranty. And um, it's that Z-A-Q. Zach is the one I'm going with. What other ways do you recommend to use essential oils for beginners? Um, I don't know if you have like a list you want to go through. I think we kind of maybe talked about 10, but if you could just, I think we're all kind of essential oil beginners as we spoke about in the beginning. So if you could just give us like a good rundown for us, I don't know, beginners. (laughs) I'd love to. Um, Another really easy way is to make um, spray bottles and you could use them for uh, your car. Um, For linen spray, I love making linen spray. So I just keep it right next to my bed and, you know, I decide what, which oil is relaxing to me. Um, sometimes it's lavender, sometimes it's peace and balance, you know, just, um, mm-hmm. I really like blends. They're, they're easy to work with. Um, they're already like the work's already done. <laughs> you know, it's made for relaxation. Yeah. It's a relaxing blend. Um, I also have a rose hydrosol on my website and that one is fabulous. It's just literally rose petals in water. So, you know, the smell doesn't last real long, but it's just long enough to where you spray it on your sheets and you climb in and you pull the covers up and you go, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> out you go. Yeah. Um, you can also use the um, room sprays for like the holidays. You know, if it's um, if it's Easter, you want to do something floral or if it's Christmas and you want to do so, or, or the hol- you know, um, Christmas time holidays, you can use um, like spruce and orange and frankincense. So yeah, spray bottles are great. And you, depending on the size of the spray bottle, um, I usually make that dilution at about 20% because you're not really putting it on your skin. You're spraying it around the room. So just distilled water, a couple tablespoons of uh, witch hazel and your essential oil. Uh, lemon is a great summer one because it's so bright, like lemon and orange. And they're yeah. not very expensive. So those are really good ones for spraying around the house. Um, and if somebody's like coming over and you're like, oh my gosh, I was cooking fish and my house is like, eek, you know, <laughs> you just run through spraying your, your uh, room spray. And, you know, if you're driving home late at night, you know, and, and I won't stay on room sprays forever. They're just, they really have so many uses. Like, it, you know, if you work late or you've been at school late, you know, and you get in your car and you're tired and you're like, oh my gosh, I need to pick me up. You just spray your car and it's like, oh, that's better. You know, it just kind of yeah. wakes you up and you can go about your business a little more cheerfully. Uh, another way I like to use them is making um, like a foot soak. I'll get some Epsom salts, mineral salts, um, magnesium flakes, because almost the United States is really low on their magnesium as a whole. Mm-hmm. So buying magnesium salts and adding some Epsom salts to that, um, getting like a, a pan and mixing a couple of cups in and then putting um, some essential oils in there, like maybe 10, 15 drops, you know. I love doing that. I used to pamper my mom with that quite a bit. And it had a medical effect also. Um, her medications, they would make her constipated. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so soaking in those salts and then getting her to drink water would help get things moving for her So because she, she had actually ended up in the hospital over, over constipation with her medications. So, um, so I'd be like, hey, Mom, let's pamper you a little bit. She's like, yes, thank you. <laughs> but it's also just nice for relaxation, you know, because how often do we sit there and take yeah. care of ourselves? So it's, it's a nice yeah. touch. Yeah making sugar scrubs have you ever made a sugar scrub I have but not with essential oils I have seen that on YouTube though people do like a lip scrub or a body scrub and they put like a few droppy drops (laughs) 
Yeah, they're um, great, like hostess gifts, you know, um, mm -hmm. and it's so easy. Just I, I will give you a tip if you put like if you're using the liquid coconut oil and you put that in your sugar into a mixer and then um, or into a bowl with your mixer and then add a scoop of solid coconut oil, it will make it extra fluffy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you okay, add your essential okay. oils in there and just depending on the size of the jar. Okay. And I think you might have already touched on this earlier, but um, I just got this idea from my mom because she said one of her coworkers uses essential oils kind of like a perfume, but she didn't really go into it. Kind of what you said earlier, though, if you want to wear essential oils like that, you would recommend mixing it with an oil and using it that way. Is that like, can you do it without having like the rollerball premix? Like, how would you recommend beginners do that? Um, if you don't have a roller bottle. I okay. would recommend putting it on your clothes instead of your skin or on your hair okay. instead of your skin. Okay. But if you want to carry it around and apply it to your skin, definitely put it in a roller bottle. You can make your own okay. roller bottles. Not everybody has time for that. Um, but you, you know, that is something that's fun to do is buy a few bottles of essential oils, go on Amazon, buy like a, a six pack or a 12 pack of roller bottles and just play with it and make your own yeah. blends and uh, make them at about five to 10% dilution for the roller bottle. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely good to know, just because I know she was really curious about it. And she's like, I think um, they used rose essential oil, and she was just telling me, like, how great it smelled. Like, she usually didn't care for the rose scent, but I guess, like, the essential oil form, obviously it's not mixed with anything, and she really enjoyed it. Right, yeah. Sometimes people will tell me, oh, I don't like lavender, or oh, I don't like rose, but it's because they've never smelled a true lavender oil or a true rose oil, and there's a huge difference between synthetic and you know the mm -hmm. smell of synthetic and, and the true essential oil. Yeah. Where would you recommend buying essential oils? Well, you're in luck. <laughs> <laughs> um, I when I launched my own line, like I never knew that was going to be possible. Okay, like I just never in a million years would I think that I would um, come up with the connections to do that. But during all of my research for my mom, um, I actually got into um, CBD and launched my own line of CBD. And from there, um, my, my manufacturer of CBD put me in contact with a wholesaler for essential oils. Um, she was like, tell them I sent you because they don't open the door for everybody, you know? And, mm -hmm. and I was like, are you serious? So, uh, you know, I made the phone call and we talked and, um, you know, they agreed that, you know, I, they thought I would do well with it and um, that it was a true passion of mine and that I would, I would, that I would take care of everyone. So yeah, that's, um, that's pretty much what I do. I, I have my own line. Um, I, I have, I think about 15, um, 15 to 25 different essential oils on my website. It kind of changes occasionally. Um, if I run out of something, I might pull it for a little while and then bring it back. Um, but also any kind of specialty oil that you're looking for, like I don't have rose on my website, but I can get it, you know? Um, okay. so sometimes people email me and they're like, Hey, I'm wanting to make this really unique blend. You know, um, can you get lavender from France instead of your lavender from the USA? I'm like, well, yes, I can. Uh, so wow. it's, it's really fun. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Cause when you buy, you know, when you pick up a bottle of oil from Walgreens, first of all, it does not have to have any true essential oil in it. Like it can okay. say lavender, it can say 100% lavender. It does not actually have to be 1% lavender to say that, which is crazy. And now when, with doTERRA and Young Living, theirs probably are truly an essential oil, but there's no telling where it's from. There's no telling if it was sustainably harvested, you know, um, like I try to source my oils as close to the source as I can so that they're making less of a footprint. 
um, on the world. Yeah. And just, um, I guess for us and our listeners, how do you, I guess, recommend going about finding better sourced essential oils? I know essential oils are sold at Whole Foods and stuff like that. Would you recommend sticking to websites kind of where you can read the about information and see where they're sourced? Or are there any, I guess, big brands or big carriers that you would recommend? Honestly, there are there really aren't any big brands that I recommend. Like, okay. I've not had um, good experience with that. Like they, cause they are moving at such a fast pace and like, unless it's like, it's almost like going to a farmer's market, you know, if you're looking yeah. at a farmer in the face, like, you know, that they did not just spray your food with something crazy because their company, you know, their, their families are eating that too. Um, to where mm-hmm. if you go to a grocery store, you have no idea what's on it. Um, essential oils are kind of the same way. I've not really found, there's no other companies I buy from anymore. You know, like I, I know my okay. sources, I trust my sources. Um, I wish I could okay. say otherwise. Um, but yeah, that's, that's not really been, um, I've not really found another brand that I trust. Okay. So basically everyone do your research. <laughs> so can you tell us what your website is? Yes, it's jubileeofwellness.com. And, um, you know, I can present a certificate of authenticity with every single essential oil that you purchase from me. Uh, you know, the quality is there, the, um, the authenticity is there, and, you know, it's just, it's a passion of mine. Um, also, the, um, my, my uh, aromatherapist that I study from, you know, it, they have, she has a website, the Inner Sanctum, sorry, Atlantic Institute Inner Sanctum. You know, if you want to study to become a registered aromatherapist, that is definitely the place to go. And uh, yeah, just just definitely do your research. Um, it's, I wish it was easy to find a trusted source, but I mm-hmm. that's honestly the, doing the work of launching my own line was not because I was like, oh, I think I'll start a business and work twenty four seven. You know, <laughs> it was because I could not find a trusted source for my oils. And so once I did, I was like, well, everybody needs a trusted source. You know, so that's that. You know, that's what I do. Yeah, and I think it's great that you're kind of talking about the bigger companies and just kind of being, I guess, more real because, you know, you hear different things, but I guess transitioning into our last little topic here, some essential oil myths and bad advice. Jenna, do you have any like myths or bad advice things that you've heard? Cause I know I have. Um, yeah, I think the most common one is people not defu- like using straight up concentrated oil. Just like, I think that's bad, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. it's bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's so bad. And I've done it because I was told by doTERRA, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I was told by doTERRA that I could use straight oil on my skin. This, this oil is safe to use neat. And that is, you know, that is not the case. And so, you know, I was putting peppermint oil, like I took one of their um, aromatherapy classes, or I'm sorry, the aroma touch where you learn how to do like the light massage with the essential oils. They teach you to put the essential oils directly on the skin, undiluted, and it's like eight different oils, you know, so you start with like peppermint, then orange, then tea tree, then, you know, like all these oils undiluted on the person laying on the table. That is a horrible practice, you know? I mean, had it been with diluted oils, like here's a gift set that we sell to do this massage, that would have been one thing, but they teach you to use it undiluted, not the thing to do. Yeah. Maybe a big one for me being in the medical field is, you know, you hear those anecdotal stories like, I never use medication. All I do is use essential oils and I haven't gotten the flu in 30 years. And I'm just like, 
I don't think essential oils are a substitute for medicine, but I, I, I kind of get it, but it, that's what scares me about essential oils. Can you maybe speak about that a little bit? You kind of already touched on it, but. Yeah. Yeah. I will say there's, um, the aromatherapist in the world make memes about this. They're like, my arm fell off, but that's okay because I have a bottle of lavender, (laughs) just two drops and it regrew, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yes, even, even the aromatherapists of the world do not, they don't talk that way. You know, that's not normal. Um, that's not an educated approach to essential oils. That's, um, it's, it's honestly can be very damaging to the community because that's not real life. Yeah. (laughs) Your arm will not grow back (laughs) with essential oils. Do you have any other myths or bad advice that you know about? Oh my gosh. How long do we have? (laughs) maybe two of the craziest myths or bad advice that you can think of like a top three of some sort yeah um so putting oils in your water oh yes that's a big one yeah don't do it (laughs) if you want lemon in your water slice up a lemon put it in your water you know um oils and water do not mix so if Mm -hmm. you put oil um, you know, essential oils in your water and you take a drink, you're basically drinking a highly diluted, concentrated plant oil and it's going directly, you know, it's touching like all the membranes of your, of your esophagus, your throat, you know I mean? Like all the way down into your stomach lining, like not a good idea. Yeah. And I promise you registered aromatherapists do not do that. <laughs> if they might put one <laughs> drop in like, you know, a smoothie or something. I will say you can cook with essential oils if you do it carefully and if you attach it to a fat, um, like butter, coconut oil. Um, Like if you want to make a pan of brownies and you want to put 10 drops of an orange oil in there, um, like I've got sweet orange from Greece, that's fine. You know, it's attaching to fats. It's diluting properly. It's not going to hurt you. But yeah, 10 drops of of, um, sweet orange in your water and it's, you know, straight on your skin. Yeah, internally. Not great. Um, people make their own capsules with like oregano, which is the hottest, okay. one of the hottest oils. Oregano, cinnamon, thyme, like those are, you know, really, really strong oils. And I mean, yes, oregano is a natural mm-hmm. antibiotic, but that, you know, so put it in a roller bottle, roll it on your feet. Do not mm-hmm. make your own capsules unless you're working with a licensed aromatherapist who has, you know, studied all the safety because honestly, um, when you're working with a true aromatherapist, they are very selective about telling you how to put things on your skin. They don't sprinkle you, you know, from head to toe with essential oils and say, you're healed. You know, they're like, caution, caution, caution. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm trying to think if there's any other myths or misconceptions I've heard. Maybe just if you can speak a little bit about, um, I think sometimes like the straight up health benefits of essential oils are overemphasized, but I think you've done a good job like kind of explaining what you use them for. Can you speak a little bit about the health benefits of essential sure. oils? Um, you know, aromatically, you know, like we, we do not realize like what a strong, um, a strong tool they are uh, for, for your mind, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So like, you know, if you're, if you're having a, a rough day and you smell something that reminds you of like a happy, happy time in your life, it can change everything, you know, it can change your whole day. And so essential oils, you know, they go from your nose through your olfactory into your brain. And when it, when it goes through the olfactory, you know, that's, that is completely connected to your memories, your emotions, 
And so, I mean, they can literally change your day. So, like, there are yeah. times when running a business yeah. and being a mom and being a caregiver, you know, is really, really hard. And, um, for, for instance, a couple of weeks ago, I had, I had a headache. I had a, almost a migraine, and I don't really get those from, from stress. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to go put this order together, you know, put everything down, put this order together. I need to mail it today. And so I went down into my shop, and I'm opening up bottles, and I'm, you know, pouring oils, and my headache was instantly gone my stress was instantly gone. Like I was in a happy, happy place. I'm like, oh, yeah, duh, that's why I do what I do. <laughs> yeah, so headache and stress relief, they're wonderful um, for that. And you don't even have to put it on your skin for that, you know? Um, there are studies of, of them having um, properties, um, you know, like, like I was saying, the, uh, the oregano uh, being a natural antibiotic. You know, there, there has, um, one of the big studies I read was a company um, that raised turkeys and they were constantly giving their turkeys antibiotics because of all the, you know, the infections for the flock and all that, because um, it was a farm. And um, they stopped doing that and they started putting oregano in the feed. And it worked. Okay. It worked. They wow. were like, they actually had healthier birds by putting the oregano in the feed than they did by giving the antibiotic shots. Well, thank you so much for talking with us today, and we'll be sure to send our listeners to your website, which is, one more time? Yeah, it's jubileeofwellness.com, and right. there is a coupon on the bottom of my website, I believe. Um, I'm sure it'll be there. And you have yeah, CBD I'm... and essential oils on there, right? I do. Um, I have my own line of Pure Kentucky Hemp CBD oil. Um, I actually get to go into the manufacturing plant where it's made blew me away the first time I went in there. I was like, oh my gosh, you know. <laughs> so it's like, yeah. are you sure the police aren't coming? <laughs> but it's just hemp. It's just hemp. It's legal, federally <laughs> legal. So, And uh, there's a yeah. lot about um, CBD education on my website also, like a free how to use CBD guide and, and that kind of thing. Wow. That's a lot of info about essential oils. What do you think, Sierra? Yeah, it was definitely a good place to start just because both of us, as we said, really have no experience with essential oils. And we hope that you, our listeners, have found it helpful. Yes, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Email us at Holistish Podcast for what you want to hear next. Tweet me, yell at me on the internet. I want it to happen. I want it to happen. <laughs> and honor yourself today by buying essential oils that are actually not full of shit. Exactly. Ooh. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.